0: SMMEs are punted as an answer to stimulate growth in any economy and with Africa having so many entrepreneurs why is this not translating into booming economies across the continent African industrialist and founder of TRT Investments Adam Molai seems to know the answer and he joins us on the show today to break it down for us now Adam in your own words what does entrepreneurship mean to you
1: Simply, it's about uh, identifying a problem, finding a solution, and then monetizing that solution. So it's simply a problem, solution, monetization. Mm.
0: And you talk about the continent being rife with necessity entrepreneurs rather than opportunity entrepreneurs. What would be the difference between these two?
1: You know, if we look historically, it's, it was more, everybody took their children to school so that they could be professional. Mm-hmm. So a teacher, a nurse, a journalist, a pilot, whatever it was. And whatever was left thereafter had to find a means to an end. So the means to an end became, I'm unemployable, let me become a vendor or let me satisfy the shop. So it was really what was left from the professionals post the education, then had to do something for survival. So effectively, the differentiation for me is simply one is about survival, and whereas uh, the other is about intentionally making a choice to become an entrepreneur so that you're solving problems and monetizing the solutions from those problems. So that's the basic differentiation between the two.
0: Mm. What is hindering the continent's entrepreneurs from starting to think like opportunity entrepreneurs and taking advantage of the gaps in the market?
1: I love the word you used, Mm. think, because that's where, for me, the issue is. It's a mindset, right? We, We have to be now deliberate about the mindset of entrepreneurship. If you look today... If you have children, anybody with children, if you go to career days at high school, Mm -hmm. you'll find people talking about becoming a pilot, becoming a teacher, becoming an accountant, but nobody talking about becoming an entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. So it's truly one of those uh, after-the-fact thoughts, right? And so we have to mainstream entrepreneurship if we expect Create the entrepreneurs that the continent requires. And we have to migrate the mindset of parents that I'm sending children to school so that they can only become teachers, lawyers, journalists, pilots, or whatever it is. That entrepreneurship is actually also on the menu and is actually something that they're advocating. The children to also consider as a profession. Mm.
0: Adam, shifting the mindset is one thing, but we also then have to create an environment that is conducive for entrepreneurs to survive on the continent. So what do we need to do in this regard?
1: You know, I always start by saying we need to be clear on the role of the government, right? Mm-hmm. Government is not in the business of creating jobs and entrepreneurs and the business of creating jobs so i would liken the role of government to the soil right mm. and the plant if if you look at government the role of government is provide the right soil that facilitates that plant to grow right and flourish mm. so that plant is entrepreneur so government must create the enabling environment and i'll give you an anecdotal look at this if yeah. you look on the continent um there's probably 40 percent more receipts from diaspora funds coming into africa south of the sahara than there is fdi Mm -hmm. but what are our governments focusing upon fdi so whereas there's actually more money coming from us as africans (laughs) that can actually go and develop the continent more than fdi our focus remains on FBI. So the solution really is also about our government changing their mindset and starting to see us as Africans as the solution towards to, to what we to where we are. Mm-hmm. So if we continue to look for the knight in shining armor, who's the foreigner, who's the foreign investor, to come, we won't achieve what we can achieve through looking at ourselves. We're looking at domestic direct investment. So I think we need to be more focused on being inward looking from a human perspective. Mm. Let's use the resources our people are creating abroad and make that brain drain become a brain gain. And also then allow them to become the investors of the continent. They already understand the continent. They understand what it needs more than people who are coming in and still have to learn and understand who we are and how we operate. So you you obviously
0: talk about leaning more on government, but what can they do practically to help entrepreneurs break into the market and uh, compete with already established organizations?
1: I I, I don't think um, you know government needs much more than mm-hmm. evening the playing field. Yeah. If you look at a foreign investor, they'll get tax breaks. They'll get uh, free. Land, they'll get five years uh, tax holiday, all of those things. All of those things have a monetary value, mm. which monetary value does not devolve to a local. So effectively, you're starting a foreigner 20 meters down on a 100 meter cash. Mm. So as a local, I must start from point zero and run the 400 meters. As a foreigner, I start running from the 20-meter line. So, of course, they're going to be ahead. So it it doesn't take much other than just to even out the playing field and give those same incentives that are given to foreigners to locals. Mm. And what it's even about, I believe we have what it takes to run a good race and to fight a good fight and be as competitive as anybody else coming from anywhere
0: beyond then removing bureaucratic tape and then evening out the playing field, what else can be done to, to assist entrepreneurs, especially when it comes to accessing funding to ensure that the the business is sustainable and actually grows in the long term?
1: We need to intentionally, and I, I emphasize the intentionality of this mm. thing here, start to develop the culture of entrepreneurship. And we need to now start educating young people, even from A a primary level to start having that whole problem identification mindset, Mm. then problem solving, just very simple things that they find in the home. What problem have you found in the home? How do we solve it? How can we make something from it? It starts at a primary level, develops to a, a, a secondary level, develops to a tertiary level, and then it becomes a mindset and it becomes a habit. success is a habit, right? Mm -hmm. So once we create it into a habit and it's a way of thinking, Mm -hmm. then we normalize entrepreneurship. It doesn't become an outlier. Currently, it's the outlier. So let's normalize it. Let's educate. Let's make sure that we develop incubators. Let's make sure that, uh, you know, we help people to create great projects. There's a lot of money out there for great projects. But there's not a lot of money out there for mediocre projects. Mm. So the mediocre projects are going to struggle to raise capital. And yet the really great projects, there's a lot of money chasing them because a lot of participants want to get the upside from the great project. So that for me really comes to education, creating incubators, and making sure that we mentor and support uh, these entrepreneurs so that they can also learn from those who walk the road and get a few pointers, and be able to be assisted to uh, grow faster up the curve.
0: Mm. And interesting that you bring up incubators because it's the buzzword lately. Uh, But you also, in our conversation, you talk about the African entrepreneur not being the right kind that is needed right now. So what would then make the ideal African entrepreneur incubator?
1: You know, for, for, for me, one of the major challenges is that gap between start and, uh, um, you know, when the revenue event starts happening in the business mm. and the business is then now able to fund that entrepreneur. So if we're able to now, rather than pay entrepreneurs for showing up, by giving them funds just for wanting to become an entrepreneur, rather let's pay them for performance. Mm. So we say, right, we will assist you. Once you meet this milestone, that part of your loan becomes a grant. And the first six or nine months in which you're working before revenue, okay, we're going to provide a loan. That loan becomes a grant when you achieve those targets. And then you give them tax breaks for performance. So mm. once you achieved so many jobs that you've created, then you get a 1% tax discount once you get the next level of jobs on your milestone you get another half a percent or another 1% tax tax break so effectively it should be about rewarding entrepreneurs for performance rather than rewarding them for just taking the jump to becoming an entrepreneur mm-hmm. and I think if our incubators create that kind of uh, a culture that kind of an environment which doesn't create entitlement which really rewards people for applying themselves, delivering the goods, and then being rewarded for delivering those goods that then have a a national and regional and continental impact.
0: Yeah. All right, Adam, thank you so much for joining us this
1: afternoon. Great. It's been great being on your show, Zengisa, and all the best.
0: And that was African industrialist and founder of TRT Investments, Adam Mulayu, on the type of entrepreneurs the continent needs